In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Today, we celebrate a very important event in the life of the resurrection and of our journey from Pascha to Ascension and to Pentecost. We take this day to recognize Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus and the holy myrrh-bearers who did not abandon Christ, but Joseph and Nicodemus who took Christ down from the cross and placed him in a new tomb, and the myrrh-bearing women who because of the Sabbath waited to the morning and the next day to bring the spices and ointment to anoint the body and the proper practice of burial and preparing that body for the tomb. And we heard the joyous news in the gospel that they went to that tomb early in the morning, it was Sunday morning, and they were wondering to themselves, how will we roll away the stone? Because in practice, a stone so great and large that grave robbers could not simply come by and move it was placed to the entrance of that tomb. And the women were wondering, how will we move this stone? I'm sure they were hoping there would be many others who would make it so. But as they came to the tomb, they saw that in fact the stone had already been moved. And they went into that tomb and there on that bed where they expected to find the body of Jesus, they saw an angel. The gospel says a man dressed in white and they were amazed. They would not have been amazed if it was simply a man who had white clothing. But they were amazed at what their eyes had seen and they understood what they were seeing. And the words of that angel to them were, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, he is risen. And the news travels fast throughout the disciples' community and the Jewish community and all of that land. And we come to today's epistle reading, which was read. And it was read from the book of Acts, that book which describes to us and explains to us what happened in the church immediately following those events at that tomb. And we heard in the book of Acts that Luke wrote in today's gospel, now in those days when the number of disciples was multiplying, the church was growing. It had gone well beyond the 70 disciples and the apostles and the others who followed and believed but rather because of the resurrection and the news of the resurrection and the appearances of Christ, the church was rapidly growing. The disciples had received the Holy Spirit and they were proclaiming the good news across that land. But as we know, with growth comes challenges. With growth comes choices. With growth comes decisions of which way we will go. We will grow or we will stay small or we will die. And the disciples recognizing that the church was rapidly growing 
and that decisions were needed to be made. We hear in today's act from the book of Acts and the gospel read today how the disciples attended to the issue of that time. Not much different than the issues going on here in this parish today. It says, now in those days when the numbers of the disciples, and disciples are all those who believed, not just the 12 apostles or the blessed 70, but the disciples are you and I, all those who are called to follow Christ and all those, in fact, who do follow him. It says, the number of the disciples were multiplying. There arose a complaint among the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Even from the birth of the church, she was not without divisions within the community. And those who said, why does he or she have more than I have? Why are they better taken care of? Why do the bishops or the priests pay more attention to this one than this one? And the disciples or the apostles heard the complaints and they deliberated and they debated and they decided that their job was not to wait on tables. Their job was not to distribute the money to the poor and to the needy. Their job was not to see to it that the widows had a place to live and were fed and were protected. And that list for us can go on and on. But rather listen to what the apostles had chosen because this parish is at this same crossroad. It says, Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. The apostles recognized that their job was to proclaim the good news of the risen Christ. Their job was to pray and to serve at the altar and to proclaim the truth of God's gospel. And so it says, it is not desirable that we should leave the word of God to serve tables. And that meant everything. It wasn't their job to collect money. It wasn't their job to pay the bills. It wasn't their job to clean the church. It wasn't their job to distribute amongst those who were in need and even to bring communion to the sick. And so listen to what they did. Then the twelve summoned the multitude and they said, it's not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word. Listen to whom they chose to help. It says, let us seek out from among you seven men of good reputation who are full of the Holy Spirit and full of wisdom, the brightest, and those who were closest to God and the community. Today we celebrate the one-year memorial for precisely one of those called from among you. Father Jean, I remember the day when he was ordained to the diaconate. What you're hearing in the gospel was the ordination and the calling of the first deacons of the church. And they were called to serve in a way that allowed the priests 
to serve at the altar, that allowed the priests to attend to the word of God and to prayer and to healing and to all of those sacraments of the church. And Deacon John, I remember when he was a layman and we worked together doing youth ministry. He was a deacon. He was a servant of the Lord. He was the one whose heart was always with the other. And Deacon John is no longer here with us in this church physically, though in spirit he is present because he's in the kingdom of heaven. And you and I share in this liturgy with all the angels and with all those who have gone before us into the kingdom of heaven. But the time has come for us in this community to once again call from among the faithful of this community those who are ready to serve. And you know, the apostles didn't just choose and ordain deacons. They chose and ordained multitudes of people to minister for the life of the church so that the church might grow and the needs of others might be taken care of. So as you sit there and you say, well, I cannot become a deacon, you are still part of the calling of those to minister and to serve because the apostles went on to call many others, even women, to serve communities and even to lead communities in the sense of providing house churches and to do many of the ministries that women did similar to the deacons, but to serve in the church to help those who were in need. It was the women deaconesses who brought communion to the sick women. It was the women deaconesses who helped at the baptisms of women. It was the women disciples who tended to the poor women and often to the widows, not just the male deacons. All of us are called to serve. And the gospel of the act, the book of Acts, and the gospel which we read today, calls us to open our hearts and open our minds to ask ourselves, how then will we respond to the need of the church as those first seven deacons did when they were called from among the people to serve? They were not priests, they were not bishops but they were called to serve and tend to the needs of the community. And in so many ways, there is a multitude of people in this community who in fact do do that. We have our parish council members who tend to part of this ministry that the disciples of the apostles were calling those seven to take care of. There are other organizations like Legacy and our humanitarian groups who reach out to the poor and take care of their needs. There are those in the office who tend to the office needs so the priests don't need to do that work. Sometimes you get me on the phone and fairly quickly, unless you've called really for me, you get passed off, typically to Vivian or to Lena or to Roy or to someone else in the office who can tend to your needs so I can focus on the ministry that God has called me to. There are people like Gabby who works full time with no pay, but yet tends to the structure of this building and the physical needs of this building. There are people like Lenny and George and Joseph who tend to the mailings and all of those other things that need to be done. 
Our women often tend to the ser literally the serving of the tables and the preparation of the food. Our teens who have ministries to the poor and the needy and to those who are in need of their help. And that list can go on and on. But every one of us from this gospel has been called and let us ask, what is our calling? What is the gift that God has given me so that I may serve? And listen, what happens as a result when all come forward and all labor and all work and all are righteous and holy before God? It says, then the word of God spread. The priests were then free to do their job. They were able to proclaim the good news. And the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith, meaning they were able to tend to the faith and to do what was necessary to proclaim the good news and for the church to grow. Let us learn from this example from the early church. Let us be mindful of those things that are needful for this community. Amen.